All right. How's everybody doing? Okay, we're back. Hey, this is Michael M. Hotel, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. Uh, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, uh, for podcasts uh, of our shows and articles and my DVD lectures. And be sure to uh, sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, the 22828, to sign up for our email newsletter. So I wanted to come on and talk about um, uh, Sen uh, Senate Senator-elect out of Alabama, Doug Jones, and the interview he did on Sunday, December 17th on CNN. There have been some articles written by, about it from TheHill.com and ThinkProgress.com. I've seen comments on Facebook, people laughing, things like this, right? So some of you saw the TV show I was on this morning here in Detroit, WHPR-TV33, um, Feedback with Theo Broughton. And that's why I had on a suit this morning, suit and tie. So uh, you've seen some of my broadcasts uh, covering the uh, election between Roy Moore, um, who had numerous accusations of sexual misconduct and things like this with underage girls, and uh, Doug Jones, uh, Democrat Doug Jones out of Alabama. So I responded to a post from Yolanda Spivey this morning. And I'm going to deal with this because a lot of people don't understand politics. Okay, so I'm going to lay this out for you so you understand this. And when you see some of these idiotic remarks from people on Facebook, you can share this broadcast with them. All right. So be sure to share this broadcast on your own Facebook page as well. Okay. All right. Uh, so here's what I said this morning or afternoon on Facebook. Uh, just a second. Please share this broadcast uh, on your Facebook page. All right, I said people don't understand politics. Trump won Alabama by 30 points in 2016. Alabama is a red state, no doubt about it, okay? The governorship, the state legislature is dominated, controlled by Republicans. Doug Jones was the first Democratic senator elected in the state of Alabama in 25 years, since 1992. OK, he's more of a conservative Democrat and you're going to have some of those. Right. Alabama is a heavily red state. Uh, some people were saying that uh, criticizing him for not calling for Donald Trump to resign from office behind uh, 19 sexual harassment, sexual misconduct allegations against Donald Trump. Most of these we knew about during the campaign during the 2016 campaign. I said calling for Trump to resign before Doug Jones is even seated in the U.S. Senate is political suicide, okay? <clears throat> People have to understand, Doug Jones has not been sworn into the U.S. Senate. He has not been seated in the U.S. Senate. Democratic senators and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer are trying to get him seated so he can vote in this week's uh, uh, vote on uh, on the Senate vote on the tax bill, okay, that came out of recon uh, reconciliation, 1,100-page tax bill. Doug Jones has not even been seated yet. So he's in a heavily red district, heavily red state, I should say, that Trump won by 30 points. Now, he comes up for re-election in 2020, two years from now. He could, Doug Jones is only serving part of a term. This was the U.S. Senate seat vacated by Jefferson Beauregard Sessions III, who is uh, now Attorney General. All right? He comes up for re-election in 2020. If you look at the election, the special election that took place last week, Tuesday. Doug Jones got 50% of the vote. Roy Moore got 48% of the vote. It was somewhere around 25,000 votes that separated them, okay? Roy Moore almost won with all the sexual misconduct allegations, with him being against Muslims 
holding offices in Congress, with him believing that uh, uh, homosexuality is equal to bestiality, with him wanting to repeal uh, Obamacare, with his crazy stances, with him being against abortion, Roy Moore almost won. This is Alabama. So you have to understand politics in Alabama to understand why it would be political suicide, one, for Doug Jones to come out and call for Donald Trump to resign. Two, is futile because Democrats are not in power to call for Donald Trump to resign. They can all get together and scream on the White House lawn, resign, resign, Donald Trump resign. Donald Trump ain't going nowhere. And they don't have enough votes in the House of Representatives to impeach Donald Trump because they're 239 Republicans and 193 Democrats. So the only way they can remove a president from office, because regardless of what happens, the president, a sitting president, cannot be charged with any crime. The only process to deal with this is impeachment. That's Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution. Deals with Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, which deals with high crimes and misdemeanors. So the only way that they're going to be able to do anything to Trump is for the House of Representatives House of Representatives to flip and Republican and the Democrats to get a majority in the House of Representatives. So there are a number of reasons why Democrats calling for Trump to resign is futile and is also can be very harmful. Okay, I'm going to uh, 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 deal with a few of these. All right. And uh, everybody share this broadcast on your own Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. See, it sounds real good to stand to be on TV interviewed and say, um, President should resign, President should resign. All this. You ain't talking about a U.S. senator. They, Democrats are not going to be able to pressure Trump to resign. Are you crazy? So um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to continue with the, 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 the Facebook post that I did today. I was responding to a post from Yolanda Spivey talking about Doug Jones. I said, if you understand the U.S. Constitution, then you know that the only way a president can be charged with any type of crime is through an impeachment process in the uh, uh, U.S. House of Representatives for high crimes and misdemeanors. High crimes and misdemeanors. That's it. A, sit a sitting uh, president. Uh, US House okay, that's it. There are about 239 Republicans and 193 Democrats in the House of Representatives. Impeachment won't happen until the House of Representatives flips in favor of Democrats after the November 6, 2018 midterm elections, which are extremely important. Calling for Trump to resign is futile. Democrats calling for Trump to resign is futile. This is not a congressman. This is not a U.S. senator. What Doug Jones is saying, if you actually read the articles, and we'll go through the article from thinkprogress.org, because people are not thinking strategically, and people don't understand politics, especially politics in a very red state like Alabama. <clears throat> um, what Jones is saying, if you actually read the articles, is that Democrats should focus on getting bills passed that will help their constituents. They will also need bipartisan support to get anything passed. Any bill that Democrats want to get passed in the House of Representatives, bills usually start in the House of Representatives. You have a few that start in the U.S. Senate. Eventually, they're going to have to be passed by the House. Any bill that Democrats want to get passed in the House of Representatives, they're going to need a number of Republicans to vote for it. So if you're on TV each day calling for Donald Trump to resign from office, a Republican president, and Donald Trump is this close to firing Robert Mueller. I don't give a damn what he says on TV. Trump, from, from the reporting I'm seeing, Trump is about this close to firing Robert Mueller because Robert Mueller is getting extremely close to Trump. And then we find out that Robert Mueller, Mueller has 50,000 emails from the transition campaign. We see the breaking news story today from NBCnews.com 
that the FBI warned Trump in 2016 Russians would try to infiltrate his campaign. That's a breaking news story from NBCNews.com today. In the weeks after he became the Republican nominee on July 19, 2016, Donald Trump was warned that foreign adversaries, including Russia, would probably try to spy on and infiltrate his campaign, according to multiple government officials familiar with the matter. And this was written by Ken Delaney, Julia Ansley, and Carol E. Lee. Now, Ken Delaney is a, a, a national security uh, uh, expert or something like this for uh, NBC and MSNBC. Okay, so he does some very, very good reporting and investigations. So with all this going on, for Democrats who have no power, let's be clear, mm -hmm. Democrats have absolutely no power whatsoever to impeach mm -hmm. Donald Trump. They can't make him do a damn thing. They can't make him resign, take a break, go on vacation. They can't do anything. For, for them to call for him to resign is, 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 is a, a strategic political mistake. Why? Because if you saw this past week, if you saw the uh, congressional hearing for uh, the deputy attorney general, Rosenstein, he was grilled by many Republicans who were trying to create this narrative that the Robert Mueller investigation needs to be shut down, that it is tainted. We saw the Department of Justice release uh, text messages and emails from uh, uh, one of the um, FBI investigators. He was actually investigating. It was during the time he was investigating the Hillary Clinton email server scandal. And um, he he's, uh, was then put on the team, Mueller's team, to investigate uh, uh, Trump's campaign and possible connections to Russia. Okay, possible collusion and anything else they find. Right. He was fired a year. He was sorry, he was removed from that Trump investigative team a year ago. OK. But Republicans are trying to latch on. Some Republicans are trying to latch on to this, like Jim Jordan, Representative Jim Jordan out of Ohio, trying to latch on to this to try to discredit and smear Robert Mueller. Fox News, Sean Hannity and uh, uh, Judge uh, Perino, or whatever the hell her name is, and a lot of these talking heads on Fox News, hour after hour after hour, are trying to smear and discredit Robert Mueller, who just a few months ago, Republicans like Newt Gingrich were praising Robert Mueller, who is a Republican. They were praising Robert Mueller just a few weeks ago when they thought that Mueller was going to exonerate Trump. Now that there have been uh, two indictments and two guilty pleas, including Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. All right, now that they've got something and the and the Rome is burning, now they want to try to shut down the investigation. Well, when you're on national TV and you're a Democrat that has no power to impeach Trump, and you're calling for Trump to resign, and you keep doing this. What you're doing is adding more fuel to their argument that this whole investigation is about trying to bring down Trump or trying to somehow rehash last year's election, things like this. And you're giving sound bites to Fox News, the Fox News Network, to run at the beginning of each hour talking about the opposition towards Donald Trump and why they just leave him alone. And this was already litigated. Sexual harassment allegations was litigated during the, the election and, and American people voted for Donald Trump. And we have a record uh, 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 highs with the stock market. He's hit 85 records since Trump has been in office. And we have a, uh, the lowest unemployment rate at 4.1% in seven years. Why don't you just let him do his job? It's like, do you understand politics? What the hell are you doing? Shut up. You need to be quiet. Democrats should not be talking about Trump resigning because you have no power to make him resign. Democrats should not be talking about impeachment right now. At least Nancy Pelosi has some sense. I disagree with her calling for Representative John Conyers to resign, my congressman. 
a rep, I disagree with that. But she said it's too early to talk about impeachment. You need to let Robert Mueller complete his investigation. Do you understand Trump is this close to firing Robert Mueller? The investigation will continue, but it's going to slow things down. You don't want to you don't want to allow Trump to gin up his crazy ass base. And when you have more and more Democrats calling for Trump to resign, and they have no power to make him resign, this is what you're doing. You have to understand strategy and politics. I'm sitting back looking at this. I'm just like, they should know better than this. If I know better than this, they should they should know better than this. And I've been, never been in politics. Now, I've helped write public policy here in the city of Detroit, but I've never been, I had never ran for elected office, anything like that. So I'm going to go on with my comment on Yolanda Spivey's Facebook post today. Because the people who are making these idiotic comments on Facebook, none of them are explaining this type of information to you. None of them are explaining to you the history of Alabama and how Alabama is one of those former Confederate states that's, that succeeded from the Union in January of 1861 to join the Confederate States of America and take up arms against the U.S. to keep slavery in place. You have to understand, you have to understand the history of Alabama. Go look at the video I did last week. It's been viewed almost 14,000 times that dealt with uh, Doug Jones winning the uh, special election. Go watch that video because I break down the history of Alabama. So any bill that Democrats want to get passed, especially in the House of Representatives, it's 239 and 193 and three vacant, there are three vacant seats in the House of Representatives right now. <clears throat> if members of the House, of, if Democratic members of the House of Representatives wanted to have a national holiday to honor Donald Trump, they would still need a number of, of Republicans to vote for it. So if you're trying to get bills passed to help your constituents, Calling for the leader of their party to resign and you have no power to make them do it is ridiculous. So, as I said, they should let Robert Mueller's investigation take its course and be quiet. Now, if we look at this article from, um, there's one from thehill.com. Uh, we posted it. I, I, I can't remember if I posted it or not, but it's one from thehill.com. Newly elected Democrat doesn't think Trump should resign over sexual harassment accusations. Okay. He hasn't even been seated yet. Doug Jones has not been seated yet in, in the U.S. Senate. He hasn't been sworn in yet. Then if you look at this article from um, thinkprogress.org, we'll post it here on the thread of the broadcast, and you'll be able to check out this video on our YouTube channel. Michael M. Hotep also on YouTube, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. Name of this article from thinkprogress.org is Doug Jones views sexual assault as a distraction from real issues. Now, he's talking about Donald Trump's sexual assault. He's not talking about a woman who's raped or something like that. He's talking about Donald Trump's sexual assault, all right? And you have to understand the U.S. Constitution also. Because the only thing a sitting president can be charged with, only crime he can be charged with, is high crimes and misdemeanors, which is the impeachment process coming out of the House of Representatives, which is Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution. I think it's Article 2, Section 4. And then also for those that are not familiar with Alabama, you should read this article that came out December 12, 2017, because between those two candidates, Roy Moore's policies, his policy positions, best matched up with those of most African Americans in Alabama. Moore versus Jones, where the Alabama Senate candidates stand on the issues. Moore versus Jones, where the Alabama Senate, Senate candidates stand on the issues. So African Americans, they didn't vote because he's a Democrat. They voted their best interest. If you actually watch interviews with those who were involved in organizing and mobilizing. Now, if you're on the outside looking in and you haven't seen any of those interviews, if you haven't read any of the articles that I wrote about this, and you can go, you can go to AfricanHistoryNetwork.com and read all of my articles, then you don't know this type of information. You're just on the outside looking in. And, and, and African-Americans in Alabama are more organized 
and more poised to actually get something accomplished than most African Americans across the country that are criticizing. Okay, so we look at this article. We look at this article from thinkprogress.org. How's everybody doing? Um, so Tracy said, you expect more to be happy with Trump. You expect more to be here. Now, Roy Moore is the crazy Republican who lost. Jones must have faked his way into Democrats' way of thinking. In this case, one is phony. What are you talking about, Tracy? Have you actually, do you know what we're talking about? Have you actually studied this? Delana, Delana said, I disagree with Kanye's resignation because, like Franken, he did not have his due process. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I was I was at the rally here in Detroit and broadcasted live. I did some interviews, uh, a rally for support uh, for Representative John Kanye's and call for due process. This was the day before he resigned. And uh, regardless of the allegations, he should have had due process. Senator Al Franken should have due process. I'm not calling for any of them to resign. They should have due process. I'm not calling for any of them to resign. They should have due process, okay? Even Bill Clinton was impeached. December 19th, 1998, Bill Clinton was impeached. There's a process in place for this. So if you look at this article from thinkprogress.org, and um, we'll post the link here on the uh, thread of the broadcast also for you so you can check this out. Because I'm looking at the comments people are making, like on social media, Nobody's breaking this information down like this because they don't understand politics. I can listen to what they're saying. I can read the comments they're making and can tell they do not understand politics. Um, all right. Thinkprogress.org. Doug Jones views sexual assault as a distraction from quote-unquote real issues. The senator-elect insists he'll be voting with Republicans on certain issues. This is from... Um, Yesterday, December 17, 2017. Thinkprogress.org. A lot, a lot of good, a lot of good articles, a lot of good reporting there. So the newly elected Democratic senator from Alabama, even before taking office, said he doesn't believe the nation's epidemic of violence and sexual harassment, often waged by powerful politicians and business leaders, is worthy of an ongoing conversation. Okay. Um, speaking on CNN on Sunday, Jones emphasized he has no interest in focusing on what reporter Jake Tapper refused to as the horrific allegations of sexual assault against President Donald Trump. Quote, those, this is directly what he's saying, okay? So with him being a former U.S. attorney, I don't think he's saying we shouldn't talk about women being raped or we shouldn't talk about sexual harassment in the workplace. From his comments here, he's speaking specifically of Donald Trump, okay? He said, quote, those allegations were made before the election, so people had an opportunity to judge before the election. He said during his interview with Jake Tapper on CNN, Sunday, December 17, 2017. He goes on to say, quote, I think we need to move on and not get distracted by those issues. Let's get on with the real issues that are facing people of this country right now, end quote. So once again, for Democrats to get any bill passed through the House of Representatives, they're gonna need a number of Republicans to vote for it. When you're on the one hand calling for the leader of their party to resign and you have no power to make them do so, you're hurting your own cause, you're hurting your own case. And in the US Senate, you're gonna need at least two um, you'll need two Republicans to get anything passed, and that's that's if you don't need a 60-vote majority, because there are 100 U.S. senators. Right now, if we include Doug Jones, who has not been seated yet, it's 51 Republicans, 47 Democrats, two independents. The independents usually vote along with the Democrats. Senator Cory Booker, Democrat from New Jersey, okay, who campaigned for Doug Jones in Alabama during the special Senate election, has called for Trump to resign over the multiple allegations of assault and harassment made against Donald Trump. When asked whether he supports uh, Senator Cory Booker's call, Doug Jones responded, I don't think the president ought to resign at this point. Quote, unquote, I don't think the president ought to resign at this point. End quote. Now, I warned you all about Donald Trump last year, 
months before the election. I told you this fool was crazy. I told you what would happen if Donald Trump became president. I warned you I did. I was doing rate I was doing national radio five days a week up until April of this year. You can go to AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You can go back and listen. All those podcasts are archived. We have almost 800 podcasts there. You can go back and listen. I did the fact checking. I provided evidence. I told you this fool was crazy. Okay? So you know how I feel about Trump. I, have, I, I wouldn't urinate on him if he was on fire. You know how I feel. The Alabama Democrat said he doesn't believe Trump, who has admitted to sexually assaulting women, should face the same fate as Senator Al Franken, Democrat from Minnesota, who recently announced his intention to resign amidst multiple allegations by women of sexual harassment. Once again, keep in mind, Roy Moore almost lost, uh, Roy Moore almost won this election. Doug Jones won by about, about 25,000 votes, 50%, 48% and some change in a, in a state that Trump won by 30 points. This is a heavy, this is Alabama heavily supports Donald Trump. So once again, like I said, it'd be political suicide for this guy who has to run for re-election in 2020 before he's even seated in the U.S. Senate to be on CNN talking about Donald Trump should resign from office. This doesn't make sense. Now, Trump was elected president, Trump was elected president, quote, with those allegations at front and center, end quote, Doug Jones said. Now, sexual misconduct was also front and center in Doug Jones' victory in Alabama last Tuesday, a month. So we know about Roy Moore and the allegations that, that the, the, the huge article from the Washington Post with 30 sources interviewing eight women, etc. A large number of voters in Alabama, a deeply Republican state, opted to vote for Doug Jones out of disgust with Roy Moore's alleged sexual misconduct with girls. Okay. And yet, Doug Jones, only five days after his election victory, did not vow to make fighting the never-ending epidemic of violence against women and sexual violence more broadly one of his priorities when he comes to Washington. He repeated during his interview with Jake Tapper that, quote, we need to move on, end quote, and work with the real issues facing this country. Now, when I look at his statements, it appears he's talking about moving on dealing with the sexual harassment allegations against Donald Trump. When I read his quotes that they lay out here, it doesn't appear that he's saying sexual harassment in the workplace is not a problem. Sexual misconduct, the rape of women, violence against women is not a problem. It appears he's speaking specifically against Donald Trump. Now, political observers have noted that Doug Jones did not run away from embracing certain liberal issues during his victorious campaign. Talking Points memo Cameron Joseph observed that Doug Jones did something surprising in his underdog Senate campaign. He ran like an actual Democrat. Doug Jones proclaimed, quote, liberal positions in a way, he, he pro proclaimed, quote, liberal positions in a way that almost, that's almost unheard of for Democrats running statewide in the Deep South, end quote. But after winning the Senate seat, the first time a Democrat has won a U.S. Senate seat in the state of Alabama since 1992, Doug Jones appears to be pivoting to the right as if he's already preparing for re-election, for his re-election bid in 2020. Now, leading up to the election, I was hearing reports that he's more of a conservative Democrat. But if you... Okay, so we're back for part two. Let's try this again. Hopefully this works. Facebook is acting up today. They stopped broadcasting on me um, uh, on the previous broadcast. All right, so share this, share this broadcast on your own Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in, okay? I want to continue with the article from thinkprogress.org, and we're dealing with the uh, interview that uh, Senator-elect from Alabama, Doug Jones, did on CNN Sunday December 17, 2017, with Jake Tapper on CNN. Uh, you have people on social media who don't understand politics, who are laughing at African Americans in Alabama, who organized to support the candidate that supported their best interests, right? And they're more organized in Alabama than most African Americans are across the country. 
Um, okay, everybody, share this broadcast on your own Facebook page. Okay, looks like we're back in business. Let's let's finish with this article here. Once again, I'll post this article on the thread of the broadcast. This is from thinkprogress.org. This is uh, December 17, 2017, and uh, it's entitled, um, Doug Jones Views Sexual Assault as Distraction from Real Issues. The senator-elect insists he'll be voting with Republicans. Uh, he insists he'll be voting with Republic Republicans uh, on certain issues, okay? So check out part one of this broadcast, and... Um, Alabama is a, a very red state. Uh, Trump won Alabama about 30 points, and Roy Moore also won, almost won this election, 50% to about 48% of the election, okay? So um, let's pick up. Political observers have noted that uh, Doug Jones did not run away from embracing certain liberal issues during his victorious campaign, talking points, memos, uh, Cameron Joseph observed that Jones did something surprising in his underdog Senate campaign. He ran like an actual Democrat. Uh, Jones proclaimed, uh, quote, liberal positions in a way that's almost unheard of for Democrats running statewide in the Deep South, end quote. But after winning the Senate seat, uh, the first time a Democrat has won a Senate uh, election in Alabama since 1992, Doug Jones appears to be pivoting to the right as if he's already preparing for re-election, a re-election bid in 2020. Okay, keep in mind he has to run for the Senate for the Senate seat again in 2020. He's finishing up the term left vacant by uh, former U.S. Senator um, Jeff Sessions, who's now Attorney General, and this is a state that heavily supports Donald Trump. Now, uh, Jake Tapper on CNN asked uh, Doug Jones if he needs to consider voting with Republicans in the style of former Senator Howell Heflin, a conservative Democratic senator from Alabama who was a mentor to Doug Jones. Uh, and, and he was asking, him, do you have to do this to return to the uh, U.S. Senate seat in three years? Doug Jones replied, of, of course I do. I don't expect to vote solidly for the Republicans or the Democrats, end quote. There are going to be some bills that come that take place that benefit those in Alabama, and he may have to cross party lines. So it may be a bill that is sponsored by a Republican, written by a Republican, but makes sense for his state. He may cross party lines to, to, to the vote for it, just like uh, U, um, U.S. Senator from California, Kamala Harris, has written a bill for um, bail reform, okay, and bond reform, okay. Um, U.S. Senator uh, Rand Paul has supported this, so it has bipartisan support. Is Rand Paul wrong for supporting this bill that a Democrat wrote? If a Republican wrote the bill, and it's a good bill, is a Democrat wrong? for supporting this bill. So you're gonna have things like this, okay? So what he's saying is, is just because it's a democratic bill doesn't mean I'm gonna support it because first and foremost, when you have representatives or members of the US Senate, they're looking at the interests of their constituents in their state first and then nationwide. So there may be some bills, there may be some bills that Republicans write that it's a good bill and should get bipartisan report. Like I said, any bill that Democrats write in the House of Representatives, they can't get it passed without Republicans supporting it. So for him to say, I'm not gonna vote for any bill that Republicans write is just stupid. That's, it doesn't make sense. And any bill that, that Democrats try to get passed in the U.S. Senate. You need at least two Republicans to vote for it. So you're going to have to have a couple people to cross the party lines also. So in a Sunday appearance on Fox News, Doug Jones emphasized that he's going to, to be a Doug Jones Democrat. He and host Chris Wallace discussed the Republican tax bill. Doug Jones said he welcomed the provisions in the 503-page legislation that would cut the corporate tax rate. But he also expressed disappointment 
with the Republicans' inability to simplify the nation's tax code as they promised. So this is actually an 1,100-page bill. It was a 479-page bill when the U.S. Senate passed it, 51, I think it was 51 to 49. It passed the U.S. Senate like last week or week before last. They got it just a few hours before they had to vote on it. I posted the Facebook Live broadcast of Senator Cory Booker why he was doing it live because he was actually going through reading the bill out loud so people on Facebook could, could hear what's in the bill. And he said, we were just given this bill a few hours ago and we have to vote on this in a few hours. He said, this is ridiculous. And on some of the pages, they had changes written in the margins in a Sharpie magic marker. And they had to vote on this bill. Republicans who say they're going to vote on it, like Bob Corker, he says, Senator, Senator from Tennessee, he says he's going to vote on it. It's an 1,100-page bill. He hasn't read it. He read a two-page abstract, a two-page summary, but he said he's going to vote for it. Most of them who are going to vote for this Tuesday and Wednesday, okay, haven't even read the full bill. So Doug Jones told um, Chris Wallace that he will seek an opportunity, quote, at every turn, end quote, to find common ground with Republicans. They can't get any bills passed without finding common ground with some Republicans. That's just the way it is. Do you have 239 Democrats in the House of Representatives and 193, 239 Republicans and 193 Democrats? You have 51 Republicans in the House of Representatives. I'm sorry, in the U.S. Senate, 51 Republicans in the U.S. Senate, 49 Democrats, 47 Democrats, 47 Democrats, and two independents. Okay, for a total of 49. You can't get anything passed without some Republicans helping. It's just the way it is. Now, that'll probably change November 6, 2018 with the midterm elections. Because they're going to flip the House of Representatives, most likely. All 435 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives are up November 6, 2018. It's going to be a shellacking. There's going to be a lot of them, uh, Republicans losing their seats. And they'll probably, uh, uh, Democrats will probably take back the U.S. Senate also. But once again, for Democrats to be on television and on CNN and MSNBC, calling for Donald Trump to resign over sexual harassment allegations, and they have no power to make him resign. They don't have enough votes in the U.S. House of Representatives to impeach him. So if we look at Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution, right, it talks about how impeachment is the subject of several other provisions of the Constitution. Article 1, Section 2, Clause 5, gives the House of Representatives, quote, the sole power of impeachment, end quote. Article 1, Section 3, Clause 6, gives the U.S. Senate, quote, the sole power to try all impeachments, end quote. It requires that senators be under oath or affirmation when sitting for that uh, purpose. Stipulated, it, it stipulates that the Chief Justice of the United States is to preside when the President of the United States is tried. This is what happened when uh, Bill Clinton was impeached December 19, 1998. Um, I think it was Chief Justice William Rehnquist presided over the trial in the U.S. Senate, and the U.S. Senators are the jurors. Okay? This is the impeachment process laid out in the U.S. Constitution. It stipulates that the Chief Justice of the United States is to preside when the President of the United States uh, is tried and provides for conviction on the vote of two-thirds of the members present. So two-thirds of U.S. Senators have to vote for uh, a president, a sitting president, to actually be found guilty, basically, okay? Uh, that ain't happening with this U.S. Senate. And Democrats don't have enough votes in the House of Representatives to impeach them. So, so Representative Al Green drawing up articles of impeachment, and they just had a vote a couple weeks ago to try to impeach Trump. What are you doing? You just, you're making a spectacle out of yourself. You're wasting time.
And like I said in the previous broadcast, part one of this, Trump is this close to firing Robert Mueller. Okay? You got on Fox News every hour them trying to smear Robert Mueller. You got Sean Hannity going crazy. You got these other idiots on Fox News going crazy. You Democrats need to be quiet. Seriously. And let Robert Mueller's investigation continue and play itself out. Because the rumor on Capitol Hill, and they talked about this on MSNBC yesterday, I think it was on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. The rumor is December 22nd, Trump is going to fire Robert Mueller. He's going to try to repeal one law that keeps him from firing Mueller or something like that. And he's going to try to fire Robert Mueller. This is after it was revealed that Mueller has the uh, 50,000 emails of the Trump transition team. Okay. And. At least one of Trump's attorneys is saying, well, they got the they 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 got they obtained these emails illegally. No, no, Robert Mueller, no, he ain't playing games. And Robert Mueller is multiple steps ahead of Trump and his team. So, um, Article One, Section Three, Clause Seven of the U.S. Constitution limits judgment after impeachment to removal from office and disqualification from future federal office holding but it also but it, but, it, but it allows criminal trial and conviction following impeachment it allows criminal trial and conviction following impeachment article article 2 section 2 clause 1 deprives the president of the power to grant pardons or reprieves in cases of impeachment. Article 3, Section 2, Clause 3 expects, uh, accepts, uh, Article 3, Section 2, Clause 3 accepts impeach, impeachment cases uh, from the jury trial requirement or exempts them from the jury trial requirement. Now, the word impeachment may, may be used to mean several different things. Any member of the House of Representatives may, quote unquote, impeach an officer of the, of the United States by presenting a petition or memorial, which is generally referred to as a committee for investigation and report. The House of Representatives votes to impeach the, the, uh, the meaning used in Section 4 when it adopts articles of impeachment. The U.S. Senate then conducts a trial on these articles of impeachment, and if the accused is convicted, he has been impeached, or she has been impeached. In the U.S. Senate, you need a two-thirds majority vote to impeach a president, because the, the trial is held in the U.S. Senate. The U.S. Senators are the jurors. Okay, so check out law.cornell.edu. This is information coming from Cornell University's law school. law.cornell.edu. I'll post a link here on the thread of the broadcast. And this deals with articles of impeachment, impeaching a president. Um, this comes from their Legal Information Institute. We'll post it here on the thread of the broadcast here on our Facebook Live page. Because I hear a lot of people talking about impeachment, don't know what impeachment is. Impeachment does not mean, uh, impeachment does not necessarily mean that um, a um, president is removed from office. The, the articles of impeachment coming from the House of Representatives means the president is put on trial, okay? So um, we have to understand that. The word impeachment may be used to mean several different things. So tr people want Trump impeached. That doesn't mean he's removed from office. The best way to, to get him out of office was not to make sure it was to make sure that we showed up to vote to keep his ass out of office in the first place. This is what I warn people about. Elections have consequences. I, I warn people about this. Okay, so um That's from Cornell University's law school's website. You can check that out. We have to understand law. 
because I'm listening to a lot of people who don't really understand law. We have to understand law. Um, they deal with Article 2 and Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution. Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution says the president, vice president, and, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Okay? That's Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution. So, um, I carry a copy of the U.S. Constitution around with me. It's in my backpack right now. You can go to loc.gov, loc.gov, which is the Library of Congress website, loc.gov, and you can uh, read the U.S. Constitution there in its entirety. You can read all 27 amendments. Or you can go to uh, archives.gov, okay? You can also go to archives.gov, which is the National, National Archives. And you can read it there as well. All right. So uh, let's look at some of your comments here. Shiva said, that's right. Bill Clinton was impeached and he remained in office. Yeah, he was impeached because he was acquitted in the U.S. Senate. He was acquitted in the U.S. Senate. Now, there's never been a sitting U.S. president who has been removed from office because of impeachment. But just because it hasn't happened before does not mean it can't happen. Because you never had a sitting U.S. president who was a Russian foreign agent either, and they got a lot of they got a lot of stuff on Trump. All right, so let me give you an example. Prior to August 9th, nineteen seventy four, you have you, <coughs> excuse me. Prior to August 9th, nineteen seventy four, you never had a sitting U.S. president who resigned from office. That was until Richard Milhouse Nixon did it, August 9th, nineteen seventy four. Prior to that, it never happened in history. So just because it never happened before does not mean it can't happen. Theoretically, it doesn't mean it can't happen. Uh, Delana said everyone wants Mueller to hurry up with this investigation, but these things take time. Oh, they take time. They got a lot. They have thousands, tens of thousands of documents. They got a lot of stuff. Now, you may have some more indictments coming down this week from Mueller. You may have some more indictments coming down this week from Mueller. So Sean asked, can he pardon his son from jail time? Now, here's the thing with presidential pardons that a lot of people don't know. He can give a pardon to Lieutenant General Mike Flynn. He can give a pardon to Donald Trump Jr. But presidential pardons do not protect you from state charges. So attorney generals in the states can still charge you with various crimes in their districts, in their states. There's nothing Trump can do about that. He can't fire an attorney general. He can't, the, uh, um, uh, a presidential pardon protects you from federal charges, not state charges. So even if he gives a presidential pardon to every, even if Trump gives a presidential pardon to everybody, Paul Manafort, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, George Papadopoulos, Rick Gates, Ivanka, uh, Steve Bannon, whoever. It does not protect them from state charges at all. Uh, so how about obstruction of justice? Well, when we look at Richard Nixon, Richard Nixon resigned from office. The Democrats were in power at that time in the House of Representatives and the Senate. Richard Nixon resigned from office. Articles of impeachment had been drawn up in the House of Representatives, but he was not put on trial because he resigned from office. And then within a month after he resigns from office, he gets a pardon from Gerald Ford, who was his vice president. Gerald Ford became Richard Nixon's vice president after Spiro T. Agnew who was Richard Nixon's vice president, resigned eight months before Richard Nixon resigned from office because Spiro T. Agnew, the vice president, was hit with corruption charges and tax evasion charges. So he resigned from office eight months before Richard Nixon resigned from office. So obstruction of justice, oh, we see some clear obstruction of justice with the firing of uh, Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, the firing of 
FBI Director James Comey in, Mar in, in May 11th, 2017, when Donald Trump was interviewed by uh, Lester Holt on NBC News, Donald Trump said that he fired Comey because of the Russian investigation. He said this Russian investigation is a hoax made up by the Democrats for losing the election. So he said that's why he fired Comey. He also fired U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara, which people don't talk about a lot, who was the U.S. Attorney where? District of Manhattan, where Trump Tower is. So you're going to, I guarantee you, Robert Mueller sees clear uh, obstruction of justice, multiple cases of obstruction of justice. So the first article of impeachment of Richard Nixon was obstruction of justice. Second article, article of impeachment was abuse of power. So Trump is going down that he's going down memory lane also. All right, so we're going to have uh, I'm going to combine these videos into one. We'll have this on our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotel, I-M-H-O-T-E-P on YouTube. Because I'm listening to comments that people are making on social media. And they're not giving these African-Americans credit for organizing and fighting for their best interests in Alabama. While most of these people in, in, in these cities are getting their behinds kicked, they're not mobilizing anywhere like they are in Alabama. And they haven't stopped mobilizing because they have another election coming up in about two months or something like that. So they're pushing their agendas. They're pushing their initiatives. The people who are criticizing them, what are you all doing? That's the question I would ask. So I'm on the board of Grits and Politics here in Detroit. It's a political organization. And we bring before us elected officials, people running for positions, and we grill them. We grill them to find out what they're about. And one of the things we found out, and we, we had candidates before us running for county commissioner. One of the things we found out is a lot of them didn't know what the job the job description of a county commissioner was. They didn't know the um, what it all entailed. So some of them didn't get elected because they were right before us and we were peppering them with questions. We had judges before us, all different types of things like that. And and you've seen some, if you watch our Facebook broadcast, you've seen some of the broadcasts that we do from Grits and Politics also. All right, guys, so look, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. I have to get out of here. I have to ship some mortars. AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We have DVD, all of my DVD lectures there. We have documentaries. Like 1804, The Hidden History of Haiti, which deals with the history of the Haitian Revolution. Elementary Genocide Three: Academic Holocaust. I'm in this documentary. Uh, this deals with fighting against the school-to-prison pipeline, taking control of our children's education. A lot of information, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, okay? So share this broadcast on your own Facebook page. And when you hear um, people making ignorant remarks, about what's going on in Alabama and Doug Jones, things like this. You can share this broadcast to explain it to them. They don't understand politics. They don't understand Alabama politics either, okay? So remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's correct wrong behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. Okay? Remember, right now, let's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.